0: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble Red alert! All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as files in attack positions. Prepare for battle. Autobots, roll out.
1: Get ready! It's your weekly dose of nerd culture.
0: All wings reporting.
1: With your crew So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative, we've got
0: your Nerd Alert!
1: Hello there, it's obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to your weekly Nerd Alert. And boy, have we got a show for you today. It is a, it's a hefty one. It's a big one. It's a mighty job. Uh, I'm not sure if we can handle it. Um... We might need some help on this. But when I say we, I'm, of course, talking about myself and my right-hand man, the man who keeps the nerd in the Tot Nerdy we Network, Commander Scott.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Um, I, I learned a new word this week. <laughs> Just one? Just, well... Maybe maybe a couple, but one one. one that's only, broad, broadcast appropriate. Yeah, only one that the uh, the benefits being brought up here because I found it quite quite interesting, uh, and the fact that you know uh, I'm still learning new words that I didn't know existed in the English language even even after all this time. The word that I learned was defenestration. Defenestration. This Isn't is a that, word in English that language. What
1: if it happens to women one time a month?
0: No, 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 really
1: no. That, 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 that's no, that's no,
0: no. no, no that, that's a defenestration. So, oh,
1: okay, okay.
0: So, this is a word in the English language. You can look it up. Defenestration is the act of throwing someone out of a window. We have a word for that.
1: Is it, now, is there a fear of being thrown out of a window? Is that defenestrationophobia?
0: Right, it would probably be the defenophobia, finna, maybe, I guess. I, I didn't look that up, but now I will. Okay. <laughs> but yes, defenestration, the act of throwing someone out of a window.
1: We have so a now word. you can brag to all your friends about that great uh, defenestration scene in Game of Thrones. In wow. why brand has this Totally making that up. The word now.
0: Yeah. Finna- well, thank
1: you, Scott, for for trying to educate us. Oh, I try. So next time you're afraid of falling out a window. or sorry. Next time someone pushes you out or fall out a window, or push out a window. Uh,
0: no, no, no. It's the act of throwing someone or something out of a window. There you so go. It, so it's not it's not you that the action is happening to. You are the one performing the one doing it. Yes. Gotcha. So okay. yes. So when when Jamie yeeted Bran out of the window, he performed defenestration. He uh this is what happens when Scott Bran. goes on.
1: When Scott gets on TikTok, he uses words like yeet. <laughs> yes, I learned the term yeet. <laughs> He's hip kids that's all we have scott scott appeals to that young uh 18 to 20 whatever year old crowd he's hip with the kids
0: he's tapped in yeah i'm i'm jiggy with the youngsters (laughs)
1: Uh, okay um and then rounding out our trio as always joining us from somewhere in time and space via the delorean it's the doc you see the
0: size of that goddamn chicken
1: What's with you and chicken, man? Like, are you hungry? Is it, is, did the chicken wrong you? Are you doing like a long term bit, like Family Guy, where you want to fight a giant chicken? I don't, I don't understand, Jay. What's up with the chicken thing?
0: Did you see the size of that goddamn chicken?
1: No, no, we didn't because this is a podcast and no one can see anything. So, how big was the chicken, Jay? Is that, is it a setup for a joke? Okay, okay. <clears throat> no, Jay, how big was that goddamn chicken? So surprised the Doc's not here again. (laughs) Uh, But I think that bit went a lot better this week than last week.
0: A little bit, a little bit. It did, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Don't worry. Uh, We'll uh, maybe throw in some impersonations so you feel like he's here again. Uh, The Doc couldn't be here. He he wants to be. It's okay. We'll get him next week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, But like I said at the top of things, this week's show is a big show um i don't know if we can handle it this this might not be a job for us scott this uh this might be a job for superman
0: faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive able to leap tall buildings at a single bound the infant of tripton is now the man of steel superman
1: yes Yes. i'm sorry That taps right into my childhood right there, man. Yes, he is faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, can leap tall buildings in a single bound, the last son of Krypton, the man of steel, the man of tomorrow. I'm running out of nicknames, but I know he's got some. The big blue boy scout uh, Superman is what we're going to talk about this week. And no, you didn't turn in incorrectly. This is not superhero deep dive. Uh, Although, sorry Jason, we're kind of stealing your bit. Sorry other Jason J, whatever we're supposed to call you. Uh, We're kind of stealing your thunder a little bit, but we had to talk about this. And we're specifically talking about uh, one new presentation format of Superman. Uh, Superman on the small screen, Superman and Lois is what we're here to break down today. But knowing us, we will inevitably get off topic and talk about just random Superman stuff because that's kind of what this show is um
0: so speaking, go ahead. speaking of random yes. superman stuff see already see uh, i'm sorry but listening to that 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 the old uh fleischman cartoon uh bit there yeah uh, reminds me of uh um did i ever tell you my uh my, my Gaddyland story
1: no but i'm dying to hear it now do you
0: know you know what Gaddyland is right
1: i know gaddy town
0: gaddy town yeah sorry i, I call it gaddy. okay yeah yeah gaddy yeah uh, the first time I ever went, uh, a friend of mine took me, we went for lunch, we got our pizza and he said, do you want to go eat, uh, eat in the cartoon room? And I'm like, there's a cartoon room. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. Let's go. So we, we walk in keep in mind, it's, it's like, you know, one 30 in the afternoon on a Saturday and we walk in and they're showing the old super friends cartoon.
1: Uh huh.
0: And there's a couple of moms in there with, uh, I think about see, four, four or five kids, something like that. Young kids, probably three, four years old. And so we sit, we're, we're watching and everything. And, and, and it comes up with one of those little, those little segments that they had in the super friends. And this train is, 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 is going uh, down a Valley and it starts to go back up Hill. And then the train starts to lose, lose its grip on the rails, you know, and it is, it, it, the wheels start spinning and it starts sliding backwards. And so okay. Superman flies in, you know, lands on the tracks and catches the train, right? You know, and then, and then he, he, so his feet start to slide backwards as the train, the weight of the train is pushing him down. And, and he, and he, he goes, can't get traction. And I yelled at the screen, then fly, you idiot.
1: <laughs> so this is last week this happened.
0: <laughs> I got some really, really mean looks from moms. <laughs> They didn't like me. So just for the record, how old were you when this happened? Oh, good Lord. I don't know.
1: 22, 23. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> still <laughs> too old to be in the cartoon room <laughs> at Gattyland, <laughs> <laughs> which for those of you not from the Lexington area, Gattytown is essentially like a Chuck E. Cheese without the creepy animatronic mice. Uh Pizza and arcade games and random crap for kids. So, a yeah. 22 year old without kids, still a little weird.
0: <laughs> Man, I wanted to watch cartoons while I ate my pizza.
1: Look, I can't be too mad at you. I didn't go to Getty Town until I was at least 19 for the first time, so I'm not that much better than you.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, well. Sorry. It just made me think of no, that story.
1: That's fine. Uh, one of the things I do want to get around to is is um, your first memories, or experience of Superman, Cause he's Superman is a character who has been around so long and has gone through so many different iterations, uh, whether it's comics, cartoons, TV, movies, what, video games, you name it, he's there because he's been around for forever. Um, I always think it's fun to, to to ask people what's your first you know remembrance, uh, first thing you remember of Superman um and, and for me it's it's uh those fly cartoons uh i had two or three vhs tapes with those on them when i was a kid i don't know where my mom got them uh but thank god i did because i literally wore those tapes out uh we had you know super friends on occasionally but i didn't care about super friends it wasn't as cool uh these ones were better because you know superman get to punch stuff and do things it was cool uh like you know giant robots stealing Noah lane and and uh uh, there's a there's a scene that I always remember where I'm like even as a kid, very much like your story, Scott. Like even as a kid, I'm like I don't think it works that way. There's a mad scientist who's like shooting a death ray or a some kind of like light oh, beam yeah, yeah. Um, coming
0: out of his tower, yeah,
1: and literally just punches, yeah, just punches the beam back into itself. And even as a kid, I'm like I don't think that works that way. <laughs> oh. Wow. But how dare I question Superman? Yeah, uh, so Super, so, no. Superman
0: in the forties, all he had to do was punch something. That was it. That was about the extent of his powers. If hey, it
1: works. Don't, don't, don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, because it did work. It worked like gangbusters. Thank God, yeah. we wouldn't be here talking about today's show. Um, yeah,
0: I, I I think my my first uh, inter, uh, introduction to Superman, I, I think was Super Friends. Uh, I I grew up, you know watching Super Friends back when it was actually, you know, on, uh, and everything. So, so yeah. I, and then of course I went from there and, you know, I had the comics and, and everything. And, uh, uh, I remember seeing the, the Christopher Reeve movies, uh, when they came out and, uh, um, or at least a little, you know, close thereafter. Um, uh, I remember seeing the, 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 the Gus Gorman one, the third one, was it the third one. Oh, yeah, third one. that's the third one. That's the third one. I saw that one a lot because it was on TV on Sunday afternoons a lot, <laughs> uh, for a long time. So I saw that one quite a bit. Um, and of course, you know, I, I read the comics. Uh, I, I I was I was there in my prime reading time during the death of Superman and the reign of the Superman and the return of Superman. That whole story arc. Yeah.
1: So uh no that's it like i said the the Fleischer cartoons were my first like the the first superman thing i ever remember seeing um but i did absolutely grow up watching uh the christopher reed films uh I, i would wear those out um my first like live action new superman that i can remember of like you know this isn't an old tape i rented at the vhs store this is like something new was lois and clark uh oh, yeah. dean kane will forever be my superman it's a dreamy ass superman um and, and even though i remember again as a kid being like it's a lot of mushy stuff is he gonna punch something
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i get it okay they love each other can we get back to superman doing stuff now um yeah no, that show was definitely moonlighting with superpowers um it was but it gave us a great lex luther uh and i forgot to look up his name because he's one of those actors that every time i see he's in everything and every time i see him pop up i'm like oh hey it's lex Luthor."
0: it's lex yeah hey, uh, lois almost married him well the...
1: <laughs> she kind of did but she was brainwashed so i don't think it counts
0: uh, and the fact that they got lois from uh the, the the george reeves superman to be her mom in that series
1: Uh John Shea. There we go. I had a look at
0: mm. He did do a good Lex.
1: I I'm just Lane Smith is Perry White is still for me like, okay, take take your JK Simmons as J. Jr. Jameson, right? Or such a, like yeah. it's pitch perfect. Lane Smith is Perry White for me. Like no one's ever topped that.
0: Yep. That, that was good the 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 second actor to play jimmy uh, i liked him better than the first uh what just justin whalen was that his name justin uh he's in the D uh, movie
1: yes 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 it is um I love that's, the, t- that's what you remember him from.
0: that's the last thing i remember him being it was in the D movie because because lois and clark was off the air by the time that came out that's fair um, but I do remember there was an episode of Lois and Clark. Uh I forget something had happened and it was just it was it was Perry White and Jimmy and they were standing there and, and you know Lay Smith he, he turns and he says, Jimmy, you ever get the feeling that we're just supporting characters in a show that's all about them? <laughs> but yeah, that was that was funny.
1: But yeah, that was my uh like my first source of new Superman stuff was Lois and Clark, and again, not necessarily a great Superman show, but uh, you know, Dean Cain filled out that suit, he did. Uh,
0: I I can remember watching reruns of the, the George Reeves Superman uh, on Nick, Nick at Night because I watched way too much Nick at Night for a teenager, um, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I remember watching. The Superboy show. Ooh, wow, yeah. And for like, what, three seasons, I think? And they, they actually recast Superboy between seasons one and two?
1: Yep. Yeah, I didn't discover that show until college when Kemp kept telling me about it. It
0: was it was not. It was very 80s. It was very, very 80s.
1: It was, yeah. I believe, the last thing the Salkinds produced was Superman attached to it.
0: I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I'm
1: pretty sure that that's uh, the last thing they had their hands in.
0: It was, uh, and they got they got sued. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, it was a whole big mess.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was that was the last thing they they had a hand in for production of Superman. Yep. Uh, uh,
1: but no, I I, I loved Super, uh, Lois and Clark. I, I was a huge fan of it as a kid. I remember th- that pilot episode. Uh, I will always like it's in in black in light of my mind because um, I think that got released as like a, a VHS movie my, my local video store had just the pilot episode and I rented that a few times. Um, just cause I love it, how it, it did what we always yell at the, the movies and stuff now to do, which is just steer into it. I mean, there's literally an entire montage sequence of, of Ma Kent sewing him different costumes before they settle on the Superman look. Yep. Uh, which I love. Um, it, it the fact that they stuck to the whole like his first costume was made by his mom like I fucking love that Um, which I'll get back to when we talk about the show we're actually going to talk about today but uh, (laughs) it it very much it it wasn't afraid to be dorky Superman and as much fun as you want to make of uh, of Dean Cain for that mullet uh, look at the comic books at the time he was rocking a comic book accurate Superman mullet
0: oh he was that long haired Superman from the 90s god
1: Wow. Yep, but uh, it, it dealt with stuff like,
0: um,
1: how did the parents cover up that they just found this kid? What happened to the rocket? I remember there's one episode where, um, the Sarge from Tour of Duty. I know he has a real name, but I don't remember what it is. Uh, shows up as like a weird government agent who's tracking an alien, and he he finds Clark's ship, and, and it, it was it was cool. It was it was stuff that, as someone who was new to the Superman mythos. It answered a lot of questions I had as someone who's new to it, and it definitely brought in tons of viewers to a Superman program that wouldn't necessarily otherwise watch it. You know, my mom watched it; she didn't care about the tights and the flights. She was there for the love story. Um, I got special feelings for Terry Hatcher because I was at that age, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I I loved that show. So the reason I'm bringing all this up is uh superman has a long and i would say honored tradition of being on the small screen whether it's george reeves uh you know leaping in uh, off camera from uh chin up pole just off screen uh,
0: or, or 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 jumping um, off of a trampoline out of a window
1: yes <laughs> uh or, or dean Kane with that mullet on wires uh there's a lot or you know not even to mention the cartoons like you know tim daly in the 90s with the the new adventures of superman cartoon um the super friends like superman has has arguably had much more success on the small screen than on the big screen um which leads us to the thing we're actually here to talk about so let's talk about already uh cw the arrowverse uh launched its newest series a few weeks ago which is a direct spinoff from Supergirl, Superman and Lois, uh, which, as of this recording, just had its third episode air. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What do we think about the show? What do we like? What do we not like? What do we want to see going forward? What do we not want to see going forward? Um, and as usual, I am sure we'll get off on all kinds of tangents of things that are just superman related but not necessarily related to this show so without further ado what do you think of superman and lois i
0: don't know about you so far uh-huh. i'm enjoying it um the the first episode really did you know uh kind of hook hook me into the the whole story i'm really happy that we are not getting the rehashed you know uh Clark coming to the big city, getting a job at the Daily Planet, meeting Lois, and going through everything that's been done before. We we've jumped right past all that, and 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 we're not telling that story. Lois and Clark are married; they've been together. They have two teenage sons. And what do we got now? That's a, I love the fact that that's where they're they're starting their story at, and we're not rehashing all the stuff we've seen before.
1: I'll. Give them endless credit uh, for skipping, like you said, Scott, skipping past all the stuff that's been done to death already. Um, it's brave, uh, it's brave and bold uh, of them to to skip that kind of safety net of those stories. The, uh, the the hiding his identity from Lois, and then you know their relationship. And again, one of the things I loved about Lois and Clark is by the end of season, I'm pretty sure the, the way before the end of season one, maybe season two, uh, Lois knew who Superman was, and we were in a relationship and we're moving on with it. Um, and and that opened up all kinds of new storylines, because for so long in the comics, it's been he's he's, he's got to keep it a secret from everybody. And then, uh, again, Lois and Clark, I give credit to you because it's the first place I saw do this. Right. Uh, I'm not saying it's the first, but it's the first place I saw, where they're in a relationship, she knows who he is, and now we're dealing with the complications of trying to be in a relationship with superman how do you date superman uh and, and then i remember them at point of the show they never got to do the storyline but they had planned on it what if they have a kid can they have a kid um what would that do you know the the super sun storyline uh, is definitely dangling out there for a while and and this show and i'll, I'll tackle more on the super twins later uh, but this show jumped right into, and it's not just like super baby. We jump right into super adolescence. Uh, we are we are firmly back in Smallville when it's superpowers of puberty or puberty with superpowers again. Uh, and I'll get into that later. But uh, I give them credit for for ditching behind that safety net of the tried and true stories. Uh, you know, it's, it's no longer um, Clark winking at camera saying, "I don't know, Lois. I'm not Superman." Uh, as much as that's great with George Reeves, uh, we've 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 gone way past that. We're into unmarked territory, um, which is one of the things I want to give the show credit for: is making great use of the Crisis on Infinite Earths reset. Um, if you're not a huge fan of the Eraverse, don't worry about it. Uh, and that's one thing. Another thing I'll give the show uh, major credit for is so far. It has zero ties, direct ties back into the Aeroverse. There have been no guest spots. Um, they recap what you need to know about the origins of these two specific versions of uh, Lois and, and Clark right away in the pilot. Um, and I'm not saying it isn't part of the Aeroverse, but it is very much standing on its own. Uh, and it's taking advantage of at the end of Crisis last year, um, long story short, uh, Oliver, who was then the Spectre, gave his life to basically reset the entire Arrowverse universe. Uh, and and in doing so, a lot of the seeming uh, anachron- anachronisms, there we go, any uh, consistency, that's the word I'm looking for, all the inconsistencies between this show and Tyler Yelchin and, and, and I forget her name, Lois, who originally appeared on, on Supergirl, but explained away because the universe has been reset as part of the crisis. So, was um, so I talking to Travis about this? One of his questions is: Is this? I know this is Arrowverse, but is this in the same time period as the current Arrowverse shows, or are they jumping ahead like a decade or so? Because the last time we talked about uh, this, Lois and Clark having kids, uh, Lois was pregnant and told just told Clark, "I'm having twins," and they went off to like Candor to have the kids, and now the kids are teenagers. And I'm like, you know, I'm not too sure about that, but I, I looked it up. Apparently they're explaining it away with the, the timeline has changed and yes, they're still running concurrently with those shows, but they've, uh, they've retconned in that the twins were born much earlier, apparently. Um, and like Superman's eyes are now the, his laser vision is red instead of blue, like it is on Supergirl for some weird reason. Um, they've they've uh, There's also some recasting uh, between Supergirl and this show, but that's all explained away because, hey, crisis happened. We hit the reset button. Um so if you're on the fence, saying "Well, I haven't watched any of the Arrowverse shows. I'm not sure if I'll like this," you don't have to see any of the Arrowverse stuff before. You can jump right into this, and, and that's that's how a new show should always be.
0: Um, yeah, I, like I said, uh, the 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 pilot episode hooked me in. <clears throat> um, the second episode gave us enough of. Uh, um, Uh, a a taste of of the overarching story they're going to be doing for this season when I don't, I don't want to get into spoilers because I don't have many. Um, And um, uh, episode three, which I just got done watching right before the show uh, tonight, before we're doing this, um, focuses a a little bit more on the boys. uh, So we, we, we get more of them. uh, And then, uh, um, once again, just just a little tidbit at the end of of, of the 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 over the overall story going forward. Um, I was curious about it because I've only watched up to season four. I'm I'm on season four of Supergirl right now, um, and I've not seen Crisis on Infinite Earths yet. Um, I was waiting until I get up to that point in Supergirl, and then I was going to watch the episodes for Crisis. Um, but when I was when I was watching this, I was like, "Okay, he he seems a bit he he seems a bit beefier in this than he did in Supergirl, you know, like like his the the suit they've given him for this show, he's he's got more muscles, yeah. he's, he he's definitely padded he out, it. yeah, that suit is doing
1: double duty, <laughs> just yeah. a little bit,
0: because <laughs> I mean when he's Clark, you can definitely tell he he doesn't have that body." <laughs> And then he then he puts on the suit and now he's like, I don't know, he's like a, a some kind of a, a bodybuilder or something. I don't know if he goes and does. Yeah, you know, it's a super trip to the gym, real quick. And stuff. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's um, not quite um, um, Zachary Levi and Shazam, where it's like obvious fake muscles, but it's definitely like there's some cushion built into that suit for him. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure the stunt guys love because <laughs> they've got padding built under the suit now. Um, but one of the things I'll say from it, um, without getting into spoiler territory, I was gripped right away by the first episode and that it does not look like any other CW show, and I mean that in a good way. The pilot yes. episode to this looks like it is a full-on cinematic movie. The cinematography is fantastic the way they compose their shots are making full use of that big uh, full frame that they had to work with Uh, it does it looks like a movie being shown on tv it does not look like a cw tv show and i was really curious okay how long can they keep that up for like I, I, it was one of those things. Where like, okay, so the budget for the pilot was like two million, and the budget for the whole season is like ten million. Is that the kind of thing we're getting into here? Like, okay, how yeah. much are we going to see of that farmhouse? Like, you know, because that's and and that's kind of CW's playbook, and I don't hate them for it. But it's you know, your pilot, you you got to build all your sets for the first time, so you spend a lot more on that because you want to get picked up as a series, and then once you've got that pickup okay, we've got these sets we built. we got to use these sets. Uh, Get used to the Arrow Cave and, you know, the the Queen Mansion. And I'm throwing out Arrow references because that's the one I'm most familiar with. But, like, Flash is like, you know, hey, I hope you're really not sick of seeing Star Labs yet because you're going to keep coming back to it a lot every season because we sure spent money on this set. Um, And and, in this show, and even part of that, like, uh, I'm sure some of these are sets, but it feels very much like this is, the on location episode of any other tv show but like it's just permanently on location like i don't see any real obvious oh this is a set kind of locations everything feels like oh they just found some small town and decided to shoot there um which hey fun trivia <laughs> the scenes in the daily planet they did just find a newspaper uh that was not having uh, people come into the office and just took it over and shot there for days uh, so the scenes in the first, I think it's the first, the pilot, maybe the second episode, when you see them in the, the, uh, the bullpen of the Day of the Planet, that is a real newspaper uh, that was not using their office because their employees were all working from home, and they just literally came in and took it over and used it as a set. <laughs> um, but, yeah. That works. That works. A, yeah, I love that because it it does not feel like this is a CW TV show. It feels very cinematic. And I was curious, okay, how long are they going to keep this up? And as of the time of this recording, all three episodes, with maybe a, a few scenes here and there being an exception, uh, it it it's continued that forward.
0: Um, well, so that was yeah, that was one thing I loved whenever I, I saw the pilot was it 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 didn't feel like it had been painted with the CW paintbrush, um, and. Uh, since I watched, but when I watched the third episode today, um, it was it was interesting because like when when we're when we're with the the kids at school, it feels like a CW show, <laughs> and then when we go back home, and we're with you know Lois and Clark are there, it doesn't, and and, and I honestly think that that's that's due a little bit to. To the actors doing Lois, you know Lois and Clark, Lois and Superman, um, versus the 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 kids. Um, they they when they're on screen, they they lend uh, I don't know a little bit more gravitas to it than than what we are used to seeing. So it's almost kind of like split. You know, you get a little bit of CW with with the kids at school, and then you go back home, and it's, it it switches switches modes again on you. Uh, and stuff, but it, it definitely that first episode does not feel like it's painted with the CW brush at all.
1: Um, well, let's go ahead and jump into it then. Uh, so, I'm gonna throw up a spoiler warning. Um, if you have not watched Superman and Lois and you're thinking about it, uh, we both give you a thumbs up. Go watch it. Uh, that being said, from this point on, we are going to talk about the plot of the show and potentially spoil stuff. So, if you haven't watched it yet and want to go into it fresh, Stop listening here, go watch the first three episodes, come back and listen to the rest of the show. Uh, otherwise, if you've just kept up with it, here we go because uh, the the rest of this uh, is gonna get into some spoiler territory, and I don't want to tip to around at all the show. So here you go. This is your spoiler warning um...
0: <laughs> all right um sorry it was uh, something on my machine i got i got I gotta notice it oh, through. That,
1: that is our official
0: spoiler warning
1: warning sound now. <laughs> um... So, you brought it up. I'm gonna go ahead and jump down the rabbit well. Go uh, for it. The rabbit well—that's a word. The yeah. rabbit well, rabbit <laughs> Mike, hole. Let's do it. I don't give a flying fuck about the supercades. Uh, every time Jordan and Jonathan are on screen, I am using the bathroom, getting a refill, checking my text <laughs> messages, scrolling through email. I don't care, CW, because I know you're listening to the show, and that also. CW is an entity that listens to podcasts. I know you're listening. Uh no, they feel like they are force-fed into every episode. It feels like in order to do like this th- they wanted to do a Superman show on CW because Tyler uh, uh Holchin is so fantastic in the role. Uh we want to we want to do a whole show about him and CW is like, well that doesn't really fit our demographic. Oh, what if we give him two teenage sons?" And one of them is a jock. And one of them is a nerdy kid. And then drama happens. Oh, yeah, that sounds like that's a CW show. Sure. So every time they come on screen, it's like, we interrupt your Superman show already in progress to bring you this week's episode of insert high school drama here. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, The acting goes downhill very quickly whenever the kids are on. And they're not bad. But it's just the storylines that are given are so fucking cliche. Um, I can already tell you exactly what's going to happen with these two characters by the end of this first season. Are you ready? Surprise! Jonathan has powers, too. But now they're angry at each other, probably because they both have a crush on the same girl. What? What could possibly go wrong there? There's going to be a big super fight between the twins, and Dad's going to have to break it up. And you know how much I care, Scott? Mm-hmm. Zero. I care zero percent. Uh, this story feels like it's just a lazy rehash of Chronicle, which is a better movie uh, uh, than this. The 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 super twin storyline. You should just go watch that uh, if you want to see some superpower teenagers fighting over a girl. Um, it, it feels like we've all, we've been down this road before. And and in, and in, in as much as I credit the show with with not taking the cheap easy way out for Superman stories. When it comes to the high school drama stuff, like, no, we had, we had like, six solid seasons of Smallville that did the high school drama with superpowers. We've, we've been here and done this. The only thing different is, oh, there's two brothers now. Wow. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Literally, the girl they have a crush on is fucking Lana Lang's daughter. Like, come on, guys, really? Did you really try that hard? And Lana Lang isn't a redhead, and that really frustrates me, but I have a note for that later. <sighs> Sorry, that was my rant for this episode.
0: Cool well, now. the the only thing that I can say about uh, the 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 girl that they have the the crush on uh, being Lana Lang's daughter is that at least neither her nor the the actress playing Lana Lang are Kristen Kruick. and that makes me so happy. Well, that would be too on the nose because. I can't stand her. That's the entire reason I've not gone back and rewatched Smallville. I want to go back and rewatch Smallville, but every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I'd like to. Oh, wait, there's yeah. Lana.
1: OK, jump right to season five, uh, which is when she pretty much left. And most importantly, that's when Green Arrow came in. So
0: start well, I mean, from season I've, five. I've seen it all before. I, I've seen it all. I just right. think every now and then I'm like, Hey, you know, cause there's really great story episodes in that series, but then I just, I can't, she's, 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 she's teetering on, um, <laughs> uh, uh, shit. I'm, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, you, you know who I'm talking about? Um,
1: Liv Tyler.
0: Yes. Thank you. She's teetering on live Tyler levels of hate here. I, I just really can't stand her. Hate her so much. You couldn't remember her name. <laughs> exactly but uh but yeah I, I, um i yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind the cliche that much
1: okay.
0: uh, i i just really don't um because the the, the whole premise i mean the, the whole thing that premise you know that clark brings his family back to smallville so they can have the same experience growing up that he had and get the same wholesome you know, environment that he had and be a little bit in a rule setting when powers start developing, blah, blah, blah. It, it, it kind of, you, you've got that built into it. So I, I can forgive them the cliche when it comes to the kids. Um, doesn't bother me that much. Granted, I wish we would see a little less of the kids, but looking at the previews for next episode, I think next episode is going to be a Superman heavier episode. So I think we're going to hopefully they'll maintain a good balance between kid episodes. We're going to get kid episodes, Superman episodes, and and Lois episodes is it, what I think.
1: Well, if you drop the kid part, you have a lot more time for Superman being Superman and Lois being the um, plucky investigative reporter. And that I'm all down for. Uh, what I don't need is Smallville 2.0. I already sat through that once, CW. I mean, you weren't technically CW for some of that. You were whatever. But still, we've already been the, like, and I, I, I appreciate the tightrope. They're trying to walk there with like the, the mascot of Smallville High is still the Crows, even though they've changed the like, the, the school colors in Smallville were uh, red and gold. And in this one, they were blue and white. Uh, so it's not the exact same Smallville, but like, yeah, I, I get it. I see what you're doing. I've, I've been there before I, like move on like come on you did such a good job of finding like an original story to tell with superman and lois and even the, you know them having kids fine but like the high school drama shit uh it was it's, it's at least so far so dumb and cliche it like, we, we like you can throw a rock and, and hit a, a show that's already done this material i don't care uh, including the, the, the you know kid has superpowers the oh puberty with superpowers in high school in smallville where have i seen that before hmm let me rack my brain trying to think about that
0: hmm. yeah but this time we have superman in the dad role he has some practical uh,
1: i don't care <sighs> we had one of the duke boys in the, the other iteration uh or in that one guest episode both the duke boys um we did we did driving a blue charger because that's totally different Then, um anyway i don't mean to rag on on what i don't like about the show which is actually not that much i mean it's mostly just the kid stuff um and i say that because as much as i hate the whole superman has a kid no he has to be a father shit like i i don't care about that i think it's a boring storyline but there are some interesting stories you can do with that in the comics recently um Superman has a son named Jonathan, who, because of comic book bullshit, grew up very quickly. He went from being like five to being like a teenager in the span of like an issue because comic book stuff. Um, So the whole Superman has a, a, you know, a teen and and he's coming into his powers. And again, like that's not necessarily a terrible way tell story. Um, But the way they're playing it so far is let me let me describe. Here's here's a typical uh, the kids storyline. Jordan, who supposedly has social anxiety disorder, pretty sure seems to like going to parties and going to school. Um... He he is told he might have a certain power and and he might be uh, special. And then he finds out, oh, maybe I don't really have that thing. And he gets mad at his dad for promising him something that his dad never promised him. And he storms off to his room. And then Clark mopes about it because he feels like he doesn't know how to get through to him. How do I reach these kids? Uh and and then uh um Jonathan, the, the, the Jock's son, will do something noble and selfless to help things for his his, his I kind of little brother, but they're twins, so not really a little brother. Uh and, and, and uh Jordan will be like wow, you're such a great brother, thanks. Uh and and then uh episode ends. It's that you're rinse wrong. and repeat. Oh there might be some awkward flirting with Sarah, um, but that's about it. Oh, there's her Boyfriends mean to him. Sorry, sorry Yeah, the jock boyfriend of the girl you like is mean to you. Yeah, you know, that. Yeah, that's that's the caliber of storytelling we're going through.
0: I, I'm down for it. Let's, let's have more of that. Why do not we even need Superman in the show? Let's just let's just you know watch the kids. I'm, I'm fine with it. Let's just let's just crank the kids up to eleven.
1: All right. <laughs> not gonna fall for that. <laughs> not again okay to what's good about this show um i gotta give them props for and this is a a me thing but the costuming of the show is on point um we've seen a lot of different versions of the superman super suit um even on this network we've seen a lot of versions of the superman super suit Uh, and the one they've come up with for this show is pretty damn good uh, definitely draws some inspiration from the New Fifty Two style, where we've gotten rid of the underwear on the outside and replaced it with the belt. But at least we replaced it with something, unlike poor Henry Cavill, who just looks like he's a, a wearing an adult onesie the whole time. Um, the padding, while it does make uh, Tyler Holchin look a little bit bulkier than he really is, it's not like comically oversized. You know, his head doesn't look like it's a shrunken head on top of the giant body, so I'm cool with it. Um. And there's one moment in the pilot that pretty much when this moment happened, and it happens early, I was like, you know what? I don't care how the rest of this is. They get at least uh, a solid star, a one-star rating for me just for this inclusion alone. Uh, In the opening of the pilot, there's sort of a catch-up flashback um, of, of what's happened with Lois and Superman and Clark up to the point of the show starting. And we get a brief look of Clark, you know, debuting to the world as Superman. And he is in full-on golden age Superman costume. Underwear on the outside, the black interior to the Superman logo, the whole nine yards. And the little kid says, nice suit, man. And he goes, thanks, my mom made it for me. And I was like, dude, that's the star right there. That scene was amazing.
0: The, the only time that suit has been in live action. That I'm aware of. Because I don't even think George Reeves had that costume.
1: Nope. No, that, I'm pretty sure by the time George Reeves was Superman, they'd already done away with that, the black and two-year ass. I think they were already yeah. moving on to, yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, no, and that's that's the level of love. Um, and that really what it comes down to is is the reason I will continue to support this show, and we'll get into this in a little bit. But um, first of all, that scene was awesome because you know I got to nerd out about it. And the costume looks great. It looks great on that actor. And it looks like something I believe he can move around in. Um, But that's the level of love the writers have for Superman. Uh, They've absolutely nailed the characterization of Superman. And that whole first scene... Uh, and it lasts about as long as I described it. Like it's not a very long sequence. Nope. Uh, but he's he's he catches a car off a bridge, and it happens to be a green car, just like the the Superman uh, number uh, Action Comics number one cover. Um, you know, it's not a an old school sedan. It's it's uh, like a like a Prius or something. I don't know some some new kind of car. But he's lowering the green car. He's in that pose, wearing that suit. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. You didn't have to do that. They didn't. In a lazier show would just have him wearing the same costume he's wearing. Maybe the Supergirl uh, costume when he, he first debuted on, on Arrowverse or something. Because um, that's the first costume we saw him wear. But no, they went way back. it's only in that one scene. But they went way back to, no, we're going to give him the full-on Golden Age costume. I was like, that's awesome.
0: It is definitely a blink and you'll miss it moment. It's on screen and it's gone.
1: But while it's there, it's amazing. <clears throat> Uh, And that gets into uh, the the bigger thing, and the biggest thing I was concerned about with this. Um, His name is first in the title. He might be, like, the third character in the relationship of its Lois and Clark and Superman, um, which is a fun dynamic to play with. But Superman is a very important character. (sighs) Superman is the character who has gotten the raw end of the deal lately, uh, you know, with his own movie franchise and whatnot. But I was I was hesitant with this show. I was like, look, this show better get Superman right, or I'm done. And it does, man. Like Tyler Holchin, if I'm saying his name incorrectly, I apologize. Um, he's amazing in this role. He can turn on that cheesy, corny, uh um, Superman Boy Scout charm you want from the role, like on a dime. Um...
0: He's,
1: he's he's so great with it.
0: Yeah, uh, th- this last episode when he was uh, when he was pretending to have trouble carrying the cooler at the end of the <laughs> yes, episode that was good. And then uh, and then you know, of course Jordan's like, "Come on, Dad, pretend you need my help to carry this." And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, my back! Wait, is that too much?"
1: <laughs> yeah, you're overselling it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it when he turns it on and off. But he he is
1: he's great. Coach gave me a jacket. and I bought a hat. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's. <laughs> you 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 look at that and you're like okay I can see why people would buy he's not Superman okay um,
0: well he, he's got you know he he's got the uh the, the actor's got really three roles he's got he's got himself he's got the character that he's playing which is Clark when he's with Lois and the kids yeah he's got the public persona of Clark which is the cheesy farm boy you know. Uh, boy scout played up and then he's got Superman and neither one of those two outside characters, Superman, Superman is a public persona. He puts on when he's in the costume and Superman and the, and the, 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 the cheesy Clark are acts. So you get that third core, which is a blend of both of them. And, and and I, I don't know. I've i not seen this level of, I guess complexity in the acting uh-huh. from from a Superman actor. I mean, even with uh even with Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves uh was the first one to really do the the klutzy, shy, aw shucks Clark uh on screen. Um, but when he wasn't playing that, he was Superman. There were, there was no third character, if that makes sense. He, he, was, no, I, he, he was Superman acting as Clark, and anytime he wasn't acting as Clark, he was Superman. Just in his facial expressions. There was just two characters. Um, no, you,
1: in, in the moment for me is, uh, I think it's the second movie uh, with Chris Reeve, where he's going to tell Lois, or he's trying to tell Lois who he really is. And you see him take off the glasses, and and it, it, it's that... that Literally, he goes like you see him physically change from being Clark to being Superman. The glasses come off. He stands up straighter. His yeah. chin comes up. Like he, he heart, physically, yeah, is... yeah, he physically played those roles as two different characters. And they're like, yeah, you're you're absolutely on the money with that. Um Taylor Alvin is 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 not just playing Superman and Clark. He's playing three different variations of the same guy. Yeah, uh, and he's he's nailing all of them.
0: Yeah and it's beautiful i am so far i'm I'm really ready to 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 give his performance the same uh weight as far as the way he's interpreting it and playing it uh as um uh oh shit I'm forgetting his name again the 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 voice actor for Batman that was the first one to use two different voices and you know for, do it well
1: for Batman or for superman
0: for Batman uh,
1: the, 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 the,
0: the,
1: the
0: one yeah. <laughs> kevin kevin conroy yeah kevin conroy kevin conroy was the first person to 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 give that 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 different voice and not just the fact that it was deeper but his inflections and his his manner of speaking was different as batman than it was as 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 bruce wayne um whereas no one else really had done that before, not to that level. He He's always credited kind of as the first. Um, and then, of course, you've got Christian Bale, Bale who just uh, apparently, whenever he's in the cow, just, just decides that he's been a smoker for 57 years. I don't know what's going on with that. But, yeah. The, you, that,
1: uh, you know where Kevin Conroy got that from? Where is that?
0: Superman. Okay.
1: The... I think it's the Flasher cartoons. I forget the voice actor, but he has two different vocal ranges for Clark as he does for, or, uh, for Superman.
0: Ah, um, I've not watched enough of the Flasher to, 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 to tell, uh, um, look, if you're a Superman fan, uh,
1: or if you're not, I want a quick, quick crash course on the character. There's an amazing documentary, called look up in the sky, the amazing true story of Superman uh, it covers the creation of the character right up until Superman returns comes out. So it's a little nice to that movie because it hadn't come out in theaters yet, but uh, it is fantastic as far as the back history of Superman. Um, and I think it's Mark Hamill who actually talks about that in that segment where he talks about, um, I forget the voice actor's name, uh, but he has two different vocal registers for when he's Clark Kent and when he turns into Superman. Um, which, of course, tomorrow, Hamill would notice that because it's fucking Mark Hamill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, uh, everything's superhero first, did it best. If you don't agree with that, uh, I don't give a fuck, it's my show. <clears throat> um, what were we talking about before I got all cocky with people about Superman? Being... Uh, oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Tell Egerton is great as Superman. <laughs> yes, uh,
0: um, yes. His, his 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 acting in the role is right now. I think his acting in the role is what's 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 carrying this. Um, Lois does great when she's being Lois Lane. Yes, you know when I, when I, when she's at home and a mom, she's not Lois Lane. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Tulak. I'm not sure how you pronounce that she's fantastic when she's reporter mode lois um and these later episodes where she gets more into investigating the story and and like she's she's great as lois uh not so much in the i'm a mom role uh <clears throat> and I don't know if it's just the chemistry with the kids is off or what I don't know, but I don't quite i don't I, the the Clark is the dad thing is is still I'm not. And maybe it's just because um um every time the kids come on, I just go it, it might just be my unbiased uh how that oh the fucking kids are back again. God damn <laughs> um, that might be my personal Liv Tyler of this series. <laughs> but uh everything else, like they they nail. And uh one aspect of the show I loved in the first couple episodes. Um so I went into this knowing it's a CW superhero show, and there are certain hallmarks of a CW superhero show. And I was like, okay, so I wonder how we're going to do the, you know, the Arrow Cave of this show. What's it going to be? Because they got to have that secret hideout, uh, and there is a Fortress of Solitude, but we don't really use it very much. Um, and and so I give them credit for um, General Lane, Lois's dad. Uh, it was a General the army, obviously because it's called General Lane. Um he is not only the actor playing him does a great job with this and I didn't write down his name I'll look it up now. Um but I love that they're using him not only as a foil to Clark in a little bit um and that you know Clark as as Superman is trusting of everybody and General Lane is distrusting of everybody. Um there's the great thing with the whole you know, you've been hoarding kryptonite. Yeah, to keep people from using it against you. Uh, like there's a there 's a great kind of give and take with their characters um but I love how they 're basically using general Lane in addition to you know the father in law character um they 're using him basically as the insert uh nerd squad character because yeah. you know arrow had felicity flash has cisco um um supergirl had uh uh what 's his name uh uh toymaker's kid whose name i can 't think of now um Whatever, like there's there's that that character, the 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 best friend who will may or may not become a love interest, who's like my my computer squad best friend, you know. There's that character who, who's there to like give me the tech rundown and help me come up with a way to beat the villain of the week this week. And they're not not that they're doing like the villain of the week thing on this show yet, but like General Lane, the first couple episodes is sort of serving that role of giving Superman intel and helping move the story along. Uh, but they found a way to do that character and tie him into. Uh, the larger story being told, as far as like, you know, the, the, why is he there? Oh, well, he's he's Lois Lane's father, and he knows Clark's identity, so he's he's you know, it, it, it makes sense story wise um, for that character to be there. And I love the way they've they've sort of
0: transformed that character. Um, I I really like the uh, I really like the the hypersonic beepers. Yeah, that everybody <laughs> on a
1: wristwatch, but I'll give them points. Uh, Dylan Walsh, who I still know only from the guy from Congo who teaches the gorilla to talk, but he's great as General Sam Lane. Sorry. Yeah, the Superman beepers. The high-pitched frequency only he can hear. I mean, uh, that's uh, Was it Jimmy Olsen who had the watch? Yes. Yeah. It's a great callback.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm 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 really curious to see what's going to happen uh going forward especially with uh the Supergirl uh tie-ins and, and such um but uh so far the the people the, the casting is not bad. Um there there's some there's some weird uh chemistry with with some people and everything, but I like the complexity of the story. Uh, I don't know the actors' names, but uh, the actor playing Superman is doing a spot-on job, and in my opinion, he's kind of carrying the show right now. Um, uh, as far as what we're what we're getting, I'm liking it. Uh, hopefully, they get to continue long enough. Because, yeah, you know, in, in any show, uh, the actors and the writers really have to get a good season to a season and a half to kind of get to know their characters and for everything to really mesh. Well, I mean, you know, you, you're your first season. Nobody knows each other, so uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes going forward. If then hopefully they'll get enough time to explore it and grow it, and 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 everybody to 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 get everybody to get to their happy place.
1: Well, that's one of the things I think is the strength of the show. Is even though the show itself is in its first season, your leads uh, Clark and Lois have already been playing these characters for like a season and a half through Supergirl and uh, the crisis crossovers and stuff. So I I totally, I'm with you that as far as the entire cast goes, yeah, there's still a lot of gelling that needs to go on and and we need to find footing for characters. I think Lana could be an interesting character. She's been very underused so far, Um, but your leads have already had time in these roles to kind of get kind of feel them out and get the vibe for him. Uh, I think well, that's one of the strengths of the show is is while the, the cast in general, yes, there's some catch up to do there, but but Superman and Lois, they're already spot on.
0: Well, I mean, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen Lois show up in Supergirl yet, so I can't attest to her. But from okay. what I've seen of Superman in Supergirl, this character does not feel like the same Superman.
1: <laughs> it Uh-oh. does
0: not feel like the same character he was playing in Supergirl. Okay. Uh, it just doesn't. Uh, I mean it's, it's almost night and day. Uh, between the two, uh, because in, in, in Supergirl, he was always, for lack of a better word, he was toned down a bit and he was, he was off because it wasn't his show. Supergirl was the, the spotlight of the show. So the, I mean, because if this Superman, if the Superman, the way he's portraying him now showed up in Supergirl, he just, he would, he would steal it completely. So I personally think that, that, um, the actor has changed the way he's playing even the superman role from the way he played it in uh um in supergirl Super- yeah okay i'll have to go back and watch supergirl uh,
1: uh interesting so let's talk villains um there's a very interesting big bad
0: being set up for this season yeah, what's uh, what's her name's boyfriend? Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's, uh, he's 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 <sighs> uh, he's just gonna give the boys just shit the whole way through. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna take him down. Uh, oh wait, that's not what you're talking about. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, the football <laughs> player in high school. That's clearly gonna be our big bad on our Superman show. Yeah, uh, yeah I, not I, the super armored soldier from a potential parallel the universe that no longer exists. Who's called Luther. No, why, why would he be a recurring character? No, the football bully. That's our big bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the armored dude. He's just there for, for, for filler for you know, right. pad, pad time out.
1: Uh, I really thought he was going to be a filler in the pilot. I was like, okay, it's some guy wearing, like, uh, Lex Luthor Mark One armor. Okay, what like that I, maybe I missed a reference to something on a previous show. And then the end of the pilot is where he takes his helmet off, and the, the ship refers to him as Captain Luthor, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and you're like, wait, what? Uh, and then in the second episode, you get a little bit more into his, his background. Um, and it's, as far as I can gather, and I could be wrong, He appears to be from a parallel universe in which Superman went evil or always was evil uh, because we see a flashback from his world where he's a soldier fighting alongside General Sam Lane uh, against a black suited Superman, which we haven't seen since the Elseworlds crossover uh, where we got evil Superman for a little, little bit. Uh, which I, I'm pretty sure it's the same suit. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same alternate universe that Ollie and uh, Barry went to or just another evil Superman. But anyway, evil Superman, he's a soldier from that timeline. Uh, so he comes apparently in the shuffle of the crisis, his universe is gone, but he somehow survived. Uh, so he remembers in a, a world that no longer exists when or Superman broke bad and went evil and he's out to stop him before that can happen here. Uh, which is an interesting, uh, interesting way to to set up your villain, because uh, he has connections to the characters that only he knows, because um, it's the timeline he's from. Uh, it's it, it's interesting. It's not just Luther trying to get more land.
0: I don't know, because uh, I'm a little on the fence about this. Okay, because it seems like the 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 DC movies. Tried to set up the 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 injustice, uh, universe storyline, even uh-huh. if it was even if it wasn't exactly injustice, but the whole evil Superman, right thing, uh, and now I guess Lois and Clark are are the, the Superman and Lois is is also hinting at a universe in which there's an evil Superman, um. And and then I guess once again I haven't seen Crisis on Infinite Earth, but in Crisis and Infinite Earth we we go to a place where there's an evil Superman. I don't know. You know how I get when I see storylines just repeated in different media at infinum It's it's almost like the Batman, you know, Red Hood shit. So it's like, hey, let's yeah. do the Red Hood again. And it's like, uh, you know, hey, let's let bring somebody from another another dimension or another reality where Superman's evil. Yeah, let let's do that again.
1: Well, it's it, and I hear what you're saying, but what I what I appreciate about that is they're using a world that again no longer exists where Superman was evil as the motivation for this character. It's not I had a dream about Superman might be a bad guy. Or I think Superman is going to turn into a bad guy. It's it's They're using it as motivation for this character. And I don't think we are building towards in this this show, oh, Superman might turn evil. Like that, No, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, this character just comes from one of those random anything-could-happen-else worlds. And, and so we're going to use that for motivation for this villain. And I don't even think that... They've even planted seeds of he may not he may not necessarily remain a villain or an antagonist to Superman. His computer points out to him, the Superman of this world does not appear to be like the one we came from. And he sort of brushes that off. But we've got a revelation at the end of episode three that Cal might not be the only Kryptonian on earth uh i could see them if, if if this is where they want to go with it planting seeds that this this captain luther who's here to stop what he believes is an evil kryptonian might be here to stop an evil kryptonian but that evil kryptonian might not be superman this is me conjecturing wildly off of three episodes but uh no i'm with you if it was just uh we're gonna do superman turns evil like no i don't i'm i'm done with that we we've We've been down that red planet, times. But if it's just going to be in the background as motivation for a character, then I'm okay with it.
0: I could go with that. Um, and uh, I, I did like the uh, the the I guess female Kryptonian. If she is indeed Kryptonian, all we know is she has heat vision.
1: She's got uh, eye lasers. That's all we.
0: Yeah, eye lasers or uh, spontaneous optical energy discharge.
1: Uh that was optical emission wasn't it something
0: like that? Yeah. Optical, yeah, optical energy emission something like that. But I love that. I love that term. That was awesome. I giggle cuz it's puberty with superpowers. Smallville mm. coming
1: 2002. Oh wait, we have already been through that timeline. <sighs> Sorry. Coming to the I, WB. I, I... <laughs> Sorry. Right. I'll leave it alone now. Uh, but no, no. I, again, that's me conjecturing wildly about where the story could be going because uh, the the Captain Luther has ties to General Lane of of his universe anyway. Um, so it might be that you know mid season the two of them start working together because uh, maybe it be I think they're very much setting up Lane as a um, can I trust him? I don't know if I can trust him or not. Kind of scenario. And and maybe he'll, he'll start siding with the Captain Luther character a little bit. And then, again, by the time the season ends up, we'll have it be, well, we've got to work together. Because Superman's not the evil Kryptonian, but there is an evil Kryptonian, and he needs help. And, I don't, I don't know, spitballing ideas here, but I can see them spinning it that way to sort of defy expectations a little bit. Or they'll team up to beat up Superman at the end and his kids will, I don't know. I'm not on the writing staff. I should be, but I'm not. Um, I work for cheap CW. uh, But if we're going to talk about uh, things we're excited for and things we want to see happen in this show, I've got a cool little nugget, uh, a carrot to drape in front of you here. Uh, Now, Scott, this might not mean much to you because you're not as steeped uh, in all the Arrowverse shit, and that's fine. Uh, But there is an actor slash character who has already been announced will be returning this year. Uh, actor David Ramsey, best known to the Arrowverse as John Diggle, a.k.a. Spartan from Arrow, uh, is not only returning uh, as a an actor for five episodes of various CW shows, he's also coming back to direct five episodes of various CW shows. Uh, they have confirmed, and here's where things get interesting, uh, he'll be directing at least one episode of Superman and Lois. Uh, One would guess maybe he's directing an episode of every show, uh, almost like some kind of crossover. He will be appearing as John Diggle in four of those episodes. He will be appearing in an episode of Legends of Tomorrow in an undisclosed role. The reason this is interesting, uh, the very end of the last episode of Arrow, Diggle is leaving to move to Metropolis. Uh, Something falls from the sky. He goes to the crater. It's a box. He opens it up, and he's awash with green light. Ooh. So, it better fucking be green Lantern already, is what I'm saying. Uh, And how awesome would it be if our crossover is about some big space thing happening? And Superman has to go off and do that. And while we're doing that, we also give John Diggle a Green Lantern origin story. And then the two of them team up and do cool Super Buddy stuff. I don't know. I'm just happy David Ramsey's back because he's awesome. Um, And if they're really going to do it, they're finally going to bring in the Green Lantern core to um, the Arrowverse. That'd be awesome.
0: Crisis with Infinite Diggles. I like
1: it. (laughs) Diggle Crisis. Diggle Crisis. Crisis We do not have enough Diggle anymore. We Diggle uh, on every show.
0: If that crossover is supposed to be some sort of backdoor pilot, I would love that. Um, because the Green Lantern property is something that DC, all the iterations have ignored for way too long. Um, the, 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 the the live action movie left a bad taste in everybody's mouth and just made it, it just, it just, it just tainted that entire property. Um, and I love the Green Lanterns. It's it's one of my he's one of my favorite DC characters. Um, uh, I loved the Green Lantern animated series that they did for one damn season, and then it got canceled. I don't know why. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I would love to see uh a, a Green Lantern series. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, uh, I, I'm okay with. With John Diggle being a Green Lantern, um, I would personally rather see. Uh, uh, I'd kind of like to see a Kyle Rayner, not Kyle Rayner, uh, Guy Gardner, uh, Green Lantern. But
1: be cool. I'll, take,
0: I'll take what I can get.
1: Well, I don't know what's up. At one point, there was a new Green Lantern movie in the works, and then it was going to be. The rumor was it's going to be turned into a, a, a series for HBO Max. I don't know what the status of any of that is. I don't know if maybe he's the only one we'll get. I don't know. Uh, but again, to put that tease in at the literally the end of arrow, we tease him becoming green lantern, and then we're going to bring the character and the actor back for this, like five episode deal. Uh, it's going to be a big waste if we don't acknowledge what just happened to him. Um, and in story wise, for Superman to know he's got some help with you know the the galactic threat thing, because in the the Arrowverse right now we don't have you know, the the massive Justice League on a satellite up in space watching out for threats and things like that. We've we've got Superman, and now we have Supergirl. That's that's as far as like cosmic power to people. that's, that's about all we got. Um, So if there was a core of people who could keep an eye on space, maybe that would give him some more time with his super kids. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. But uh, again, just to know that at the very least, uh, David Ramsey is directing an episode of Superman and Lois. It looks like he'll be guest starring in at least one episode. I don't know what the crossover is this year uh, or when it's going to take place or if it's even been shot. I don't know what's going on with any of that. Uh, This was announced back in December. So hopefully it's still happening, but um, as far as that, so the John Diggle coming in as Green Lantern and uh, that whole storyline I pitched with the main villain and uh, Captain Luther switching sides in the third act and helping Superman out, uh, those are my predictions and where I think the show should go forward. All right. And, and, and more uh, random flashbacks to Golden Age <laughs> so we can reuse that costume, damn it.
0: That would be nice. I can see that.
1: I can definitely see that. Recreate more comic book covers.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. As far as where I'd like to see this show go, I, I don't really know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really have an opinion on where I'd like to see it. I, I know there's some things I would like to see. Uh, one, uh, given, and I was thinking about this earlier today when I was uh, leaving work. Uh, given the actor's uh, obvious, you know, ability with the role and the, the the nuances he brings, I would really like to see him portray to uh, to portray uh, Bizarro Superman.
1: Oh, that'd be awesome!
0: I'd love to see him do a Bizarro Superman. I, th- I think I think he would be awesome. Uh, it would be comedically funny as shit too, because you'd have that that dry humor in there. Um, I would like to see that. Um, as far as Guest stars or other characters that I would like to see on this. There's a throwaway line in I think it's season three of Supergirl where they talk about this universe has a Chloe as well who also did a wall of weird. Ooh, uh, I I would because because uh, uh, Kara talks about uh, her uh, Clark's friend. Uh, Zoe, uh, Chloe, sorry, Chloe. Um, and she has a wall of weird cause she, cause she sends Chloe a, a laptop, uh, and gets, gets her help. And she's completely off camera, she, she never appears, but I would like to see the character of Chloe come back in like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe have a, I don't know, a, a high school reunion or something, or she, or, or Clark needs her help for something and brings her in for an episode. Or something like that. Uh, I don't know if I'd like to see the original actress from Smallville or not. Uh, I know that that doesn't technically... They're, they're not trying to say this is a direct continuation of Smallville. um, Because you could literally have multiple iterations of Chloe. So whether well, they recast her or not.
1: I, I'm with you, but they would absolutely have to recast her. Because the current actress, I believe, is going to jail for her role in a sex cult.
0: Oh, wasn't aware of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh maybe google that and catch up on that Scott. Uh no, it would definitely have to be recast. Uh I don't I don't know if she got prison time or not, but she was absolutely involved in a sex cult and uh was facing criminal charges. So, it's definitely going to be recast. Uh but it would be cool if if they're going to hint at Chloe was a thing and it would be cool just in general to do a uh um small level reunion thing. Um uh, and by that I mean Smallville High, not like the cast of Smallville getting back together, yeah. but to do that and, and, and work in some more uh classic Superman characters. Uh, at some point, that family needs to get a dog, damn it. Um,
0: the family does need a dog,
1: I don't care if he's really a Kryptonian dog or not, but it needs to be a dog and his name needs to be crypto, so
0: and, and yeah, someone needs to put a cape on it at some point.
1: At some point, I need to see them riding a white horse and call him Comet uh <laughs> um, what, what was who was the super ape i know there was one at some point um no we don't have to go down that road but uh it, and it, it's we know uh the supergirl version of jimmy olsen has a relationship with clark and and um and lois but i don't know if you've ever seen those actors interact um and i don't know i might be wrong on this but i don't know Supergirl introduced an amazing Lex Luthor with John Cryer, um, which just tickles me to no end. That you know, twenty some years later, Lenny Luthor gets a second shot and, and nailed it as Lex Luthor. Uh, he's a joy to watch. He's he's basically like, and, and when you get to the the Crisis uh, five part crossover, he's essentially Loki in this Arrowverse. If he's just to to throw a monkey wrench in everyone's plans, uh, because he's got his own agenda, he's great. Um, And I don't know if if, um, Tyler Holchin and him have ever had scenes together, uh, because I haven't. I quit super like season three, I think. Um, But if you're gonna do a Superman show over a long enough timeline, you better bring in Lex Luthor. So bring in John Cryer. Do it. Uh, and then also Scott's Bizarro thing sounds cool. I,
0: I'd be yeah, thinking. I'd like to see him play Bizarro. Uh, and, and once again, it's, it's a character we haven't seen in any iteration of Superman in in quite a while. Did did, yep. did Smallville do a version of Bizarro?
1: They did a version, but it wasn't like the backwards talking from no. Bizarro world version of Bizarro. It was more of like the failed clone kind of version.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was a little weird. Not that the backwards talking you know thing isn't weird, either, but.
1: <laughs> I think there's one scene where you see him, uh, his, his face and body turn white, and he gets the, like, sharp angle kind of face. But that was literally, like, one CGI shot. Mm-hmm. uh it was It was also one of those, we can show Clark flying, but not break our rule, because it isn't really Clark flying, it's the bizarro Clark flying, um, that small of bent over backwards to not break its own rules. Sorry, that was a tangent. Um, I really felt like they were building up uh, maybe a uh, metallo kinda of storyline. Um with the uh this week with the whole like miners are disappearing and then the goon they sent to get Lois going toe or toe with Superman and I'm like, oh, he's gonna like punch him in the chest and, and, and like a green light's gonna come out and he's gonna have like a heart of kryptonite or something and i would be like they're making Metallos but maybe not. I don't know. They kind of swerved left when I thought they were gonna go right on that one, so
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: got yeah, me. So. Uh, okay. Check on my notes. Make sure. Uh... Oh, Lana is still not a redhead. And that still frustrates me. I think I brought that up before, but I'm going to bring it up again just so it's on the record. <laughs> uh, Lana Lana should be a redhead. Uh, oh, <laughs> here's a... what are they doing for money? Clark got fired. Lois quit at the planet. Uh so Clark, as far as we know, has no job except now he's the unpaid assistant coach of the high school football team. Uh he's at the farm, but I don't see him doing much farming. And Lois works for the local Smallville paper. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, you got two teenage kids. One of which has superpowers. Uh how you all and all that.
0: Just putting that out there. Well, I mean, if you want to look at it, uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously they just, they just, he, cause in the third episode he signs, he he drops some papers off, uh, with what's her name at the bank with, with Lana at the bank. Right. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably securing both, uh, the, the terms of repayment of the original loan plus probably operating costs for the farm going forward. Cause he's wanting to restart the farm. Um, uh, and everything, and literally, yeah. as far as the actual farming goes, Clark could plow a field in like thirty. seconds, plow all the fields in like thirty seconds around midnight. You know, when no one's watching. So
1: yes, but as sooner or later, the neighbor is gonna be like, "Hey, that field was bare uh, like an hour ago. Uh, How would you do that so fast, Clark?" Like he's he's got a. I know they're out on a farm somewhere, but they're not like on another planet somewhere. Like they still have to keep up pretenses that he's a normal man plowing a field by himself. Or planting a field by himself. like He can't <laughs> just do it overnight and, and call it, oh, wow, yeah, people are going to catch on.
0: Nah. Um, oh, okay.
1: Uh, Not bad. It'll be, fine.
0: It'll be all right. Uh, you thing, put it that way. The thing that gets me is with Lois being a reporter for the local paper is I don't see Lois staying with just the small town gazette. She, she's bigger than that. She, she's, she's They've got to give her a story arc where she, maybe not with the Daily Planet, but to get her back on the national scale uh, at, at some yeah, point yeah, somehow. Yeah, you know?
1: she'll look at a book deal or something at some point. I think uh, in the current comic book storyline, she's uh, more of a freelance and she is a um, uh, bullpen reporter. Uh, and, and she's mostly writing uh, like big exposés and, and writing a book at the moment. So yeah, there, there's ways around that, but... This is one of those things that came to my head. Uh, something that 20-year-old John never would have thought about or cared about, but something 36-year-old John's like, hey, how are they paying for all that? You know, it's like when you watch Home Alone now, you're like, how fucking rich are the McAllisters?" Like, really, that's, that's, I'm I'm counting bedrooms in this house, and we're flying the whole family to Paris for Christmas. Like, how rich are you?
0: Uh, they're pretty good. I mean, his dad's a mob lawyer, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love that fan. Uh, yeah. um i think that's all i've got yeah. as far as notes uh at least anything significant yeah. yeah oh there was a great line this last episode <laughs> Oh. No. when clark tells him about his his super hearing and how he uses it to figure out where he's needed uh i think it's um jordan says to him uh he comes down for breakfast like the next morning and in clark says oh is is creepy Creepy lurking, one of your superpowers now. And to which I said, only in a Brian Singer movie, Jordan. Only in a Brian Singer movie. Where all he does is creepily stalk people from behind trees. Poor Brandon Ralph.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: It's all good. So our general verdict is we are fans of this show and we're glad to see Superman back on the small screen. Um, if rumors that are floating around right now do pan out, and if Henry Cavill really is done playing Superman, uh, and we're going to go ahead with the JJ uh, Abrams ta Hisi Coates Black Superman movie, this kind of cushions that blow. It's, it's, it, I love Henry Cavill, but it, he's he's always been shortchanged by his movies. Um, but again, the small screen's always been kind to Superman, and and this particular iteration, Tally Holchin is a great Superman. Uh, so if we never get to see Henry Cavill again, this kind of cushions that blow. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. No, it doesn't. My bad. Take it all back. <laughs> uh, but give the show a watch. Uh, if we haven't already spoiled it all for you. Uh, like I said, we're only three episodes in. I believe there are 16 planned for this season. So there's plenty more to come, uh, including maybe uh, John Diggle Green Lantern cameo. We don't know. Um, One can only hope. Yeah, but there you go. So until next time, uh, we're a bird, we're a plane. We are your weekly nerd alert.